0: had to combine yourself, like hybrid wise, with any monster or weird animal. Like, if you had to pick an animal to like splice your DNA with, that was a real animal, not like the xenomorph in this movie. Which one would it be?
1: That's a really interesting question. Or
0: give me a couple of them if you can't come to a like a a, a consensus.
1: Okay. So just off the cuff. Yes. A snapping turtle. Okay, why? Because you want that extra shell, but you also want to be able to, like, fuck someone's shit up.
0: My only objection to that would be imagine how fucking gross it would
1: be. Oh, That's why
0: I would pick something practical like a falcon. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a moose or a rhinoceros. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Square Horror. We are talking about creepy ass genetic hybrids. I am the master of ceremonies, Matt Berry, <laughs> and
1: I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny.
0: We are finally at the end of our Alien series. Woohoo! Um, I'm hoping at this point, or maybe in the next couple days, that we we finally release our footage of Alien: Isolation, because um, that was a ride and a half. Remember, we thought that was gonna be a great time, and it turned out to just be a nightmare. <laughs> <Our> fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll see about it once we get once we get to once we release it. Um, we're still combing through the hours of, of the footage. Of footage that's just us grimacing in silence because we can't figure out what the fuck to do. And me on the couch asleep because I'm so dizzy because yeah. the game's <laughs> messing with my equilibrium. So out of we're getting the complaining out of the way. Because <laughs> we're finally at the end of the Alien quadrilogy, which yes. they refer to it. So Alien Resurrection is the conclusion to the... Um, I would say Ellen Ripley saga oh, of alien. the alien universe cuz there's more alien movies but we're not going to cover those for a while if ever. <laughs> so Alien Resurrection came out in 1997 um just like the last movie you found out a lot of key trivia about just what a nightmare oh, this movie was. <laughs> oh
1: lordy.
0: But aside from that we'll get to that we'll I'm sure. Get there. Um so, Alien Resurrection, obviously, still by Fox. It's still based on the same characters. Um, although, this time it's directed by Jean-Pierre Junet. I think you pronounced I that name?
1: That sounds about right. I mean, he he's the director of Amelie. Yeah, is I mean, this is name. not
0: really what you'd expect Yeah, this from is his, him.
1: This is his only movie he did with Hollywood in the States. Yeah, this and it.
0: I mean, I can see why. I mean, you're talking about Fox in the late nineties. With
1: the with a franchise. With a
0: franchise I mean, they're already nightmarish when it comes to franchises, but now it's it's even worse. Um, but what they do make up for in just general weirdness yeah. for this movie, you've got a very surprising cast of people. So you have Sigourney Weaver who came back for eleven million dollars.
1: Million dollars <laughs> Twenty percent of their budget. That's so crazy. Was just for Sigourney Weaver.
0: And this is a late nineties. There is CGI in this movie. We finally mm-hmm. get the Xenomorphs in CGI. Good in a good in way. Good I think. CGI. I think Alien Cube had uh, that one scene with the alien was semi CGI. It didn't look as good. good they look actually pretty good. good. I mean, either. it holds up twenty five years later. Um not it's like what, twenty-three years later. Yeah. Like over twenty years know. later. I mean yeah, the I CGI of the alien still holds up pretty well. Um but uh and I'll I'll talk a little bit about it once we get there, but it gave me um Jurassic Park vibes. This movie really.
1: very much feels space Jurassic Park. Yeah, spa-
0: it's definitely like a space Jurassic Park. <laughs> Um, just notable people, uh, cast wise, uh, Winona Ryder is is top build along with Sigourney Weaver.
1: Because it's the nineties. Yeah,
0: can you do you want to tell that little like uh, anecdote you heard, you heard about um, about uh, Winona Ryder for this movie that when she got on it?
1: Oh yeah, so Winona Ryder agreed to be a part of this movie without reading the script yeah. because she just loved the original Alien movie and adored uh, Sigourney Weaver. So she accepted it just so she could call her brothers and be like, "Hey, I'm in an alien movie and you aren't. It's, Suck
0: it." It's just like a shitty sibling thing to do. It's but so I would absolutely on brand, do. though.
1: I would do that to my siblings.
0: I would do. The, I mean, I'm guaranteed. my brothers would do the same thing. They'd oh, be like, "Hey, absolutely. guess who I'm working with?" And I'm like, "Don't you fucking tell me! I don't, don't even want to know." K. Brown. Well, now, yeah, <laughs> that's our big one now. I mean, we'll call each other up if yeah. that ever happens to us and be like, "Guess who we're working with?" It's like, is it fucking Sterling K. Brown or like? Put him on the phone and just uh, hello. And you're like, ah, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, So, when Honor Ryder for the, our square audience, who probably doesn't know, I mean, most recently she's been in Stranger Things. She's, um, I don't remember the kid's name, Will. He's she's Will Will's Byers' name. mom. Um, I mean, she's been in Hands, Scissorhands, uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I mean, she was a very prolific actress in the '90s, especially mm-hmm. when it came to Tim Burton. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, look around. She's been in a bunch, and she's fantastic. And I love her so much. She's she's a great. She's, time. she's a gem. Especially in this, because she's on this crew of space pirates, like like that. Like Ron Perlman is in the movie too. Yeah. So like, there's all these. It's kind of like Aliens, where there's this crew of like big tough guy like space you know pirates, and then Winona Ryder, who's probably like five four, this tiny woman. She's- I mean, so like I mean, even if it wasn't just Ron Perlman, like everyone in the cast just seems so much bigger than she is. <laughs> Are you finding her measurements? She's five
1: three and a half. Yeah, she's, five, four, she's
0: look at you very. Bro. I'm, I'm great at eyeballing it. <laughs> um, so as I said, uh, Ron Perlman is in it. Uh, also notably is Brad Dourif. Rocking a weird '90s like ponytail, like rat tail ponytail, and it's gotta be yeah, it's a weird choice. Um, It's also I I would be willing to bet. So this came out in '97, so it's probably a couple. It's probably one of his last projects before he shut down for three years to do Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, it was right before Bride and and Bride and Chucky. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I mean. I mean, Brad Dourif is always great. We obviously have talked about him on the show previously. What what was he in that we covered already? Uh, Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloween. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a decade before that, so he still looks moderately in his forties. He yeah. doesn't look very old. Like now, I looked up. I think he's almost seventy. I think he's what born in nineteen fifty so He's like sixties. Seventy one. Oh my god.
1: No, wait, my math's totally wrong.
0: 50 plus 60. 50 is, yes, it's C60. 60 what the fuck? <laughs> but no, now he looks much older. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I was watching, I did a rewatch of Lord of the Rings like a week ago, and he showed up, and I'm like, you know, like, obviously it's Brad Dorf, and yeah. I looked up, he was like 40 in it. God. And I'm like, these movies came out 20, 20 years ago. ago, how old is it? And like, it frightened me, I'm like, oh my god, he's getting up there, yeah. and that's scary to me. <laughs> Um, also, what I thought I would point out is that I got, a gentleman by the name of Michael Wincott is, is in this movie. Uh, he's one of the, uh, the space pirates. He's the guy that gets killed in the floor grates, or like oh, from the yeah. bottom of the floor yeah, grates. Yeah, yeah. So I recognized him immediately because he looks like um, the original Raiden from Mortal Kombat the movie. Uh-huh. It's not him, but in my brain went, you know who else looked like that guy? Top Dollar from The Crow. So he's top dollar from the crow, (laughs) which I was glad to note because um, I don't. This is actually the first time that I'm letting you know this, but we are actually going to cap off our series on action horror with the crow, and its like-minded sequels that include Wicked Game with 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 David Boreas. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to cover the crow. (laughs) I think we'll cover the crow, like the the original one, like Mm -hmm. in one like in one episode. And, and we like might, we schools. might, well, we might do them. Like we'll watch all of them, and be like, you know, is this enough that we want to do a whole fucking series <laughs> about it, or if we just want to talk about Wicked Game in particular on a bonus episode? Yeah, talk
1: about David Boreanaz. Because <laughs> I would
0: also love to, with, to get Kevin on at the very least, um, and maybe even Steph if we can work out something over Facetime. Uh, to get, I mean, she might even actually be visiting by that time, but. Um, to talk about the graphic novel too, yeah, because um, I want to do a little bit of a of a talk about the sad history behind that comic book. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, that kind of covers most of the of the of the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I guess we should note. So the end of Alien Three clearly wasn't ending
1: yeah it was supposed to be definitive and it was for a couple years Uh, yeah and then the studio said
0: money and you're probably thinking how the hell are you gonna get ripley back when she straight up died like not even coming back like she's fucking dead the answer was cloning so 200 years in the future
1: yeah this movie takes place like 2370.
0: Yeah. So you have a a. I believe they were some kind of weird, like... They didn't really talk about who these people were, but they had um, a group of scientists that were attempting to clone Ripley based on her blood samples from when she was on the base, like, yes. uh, on, the, on the planet in Alien 3. And... They wanted to clone her specifically because, at that time, she had the alien queen embryo in her in, already. Yeah. So you have a group of scientists that are cloning her so they can get the alien queen embryo. Um, but because their DNA is so linked, they had a, a couple of failures...
1: Seven or eight failures. Seven
0: failures of uh, genetic cloning, because all of their results came out looking like a mishmash of... Monsters. Yeah, yeah. they looked like It it was a straight-up mix of a human and a xenomorph, so it looked gross. (sighs) Um, Which is why, in this movie, uh, the clone number eight, Ellen Ripley, has super strength. (laughs)
1: And acid blood. And acid
0: blood. She's like part... I mean, it has a weird... Link with the the alien queen embryos and its offspring. Because once they have successfully cloned Ripley and the alien queen, they have extracted it from her chest. Surgically. Grown it up. It has begun to lay eggs. And they used um, this crew of space, space pirates, pirates who hijacked a... I'm following this, I think, correctly. Hijacked a um, merchant vessel and the whole crew was in cryo basically abducted the crew, sold them to these people so that they could become xenomorphos. So they could put them in a room with oh. these eggs, and yeah. then they grew... Were you making dinner during this part? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm telling you then yeah. that they basically had all... They had, like, a dozen people that they just put in little pods with alien eggs, and then they grew face saw them little
1: pulsating alien eggs. Yeah, they changed the eggs... <laughs>
0: Can you speak to what he says? So he was just like, okay,
1: so I love, I'm not going to do a French
0: accent, but he loved the Didn't you just do this in your accent class? We're not going to talk about that. Aren't you an actor?
1: (laughs) Maybe. Uh.
0: Studying this in college?
1: (laughs) So he was like, he saw the original movie and he was like, I like these eggs, but they're boring. They're static. They're not moving. I need pulse saving. I need move.
0: Yeah, because when you look at an egg, you're (laughs) like, it's not moving. I want it to move.
1: I want it to pulsate. Ugh. I don't like that verb for an egg.
0: Well, and I guess it kind of works because you have an alien queen that's made from Ripley's DNA. Mm-hmm. So it its eggs might be a little bit different because they are... This movie's a lot grosser. I should just say up top. It's a lot more gross just because there's a lot more... Like, they really embrace that um, H.R. Giger... Uh, like... We kind of talked about in the previous episodes, like the way that like they spliced industrialism with like or bioorganics, like all mm-hmm. that weird. Like I don't know, it's a weird shit. Just Google his works, and you'll you'll see what we mean. But it's, there's it and scary, the aliens very wet again. Very wet. Well, and yeah. they've been getting wetter and wetter. I swear. Like Alien 3, they like dipped, it looked like they dipped the heads in water and then just had them come out. Now they like look like they're just like, it almost it looks like look, they're exposed muscle.
1: Like, it doesn't look like water anymore. It looks like they put them in like some kind of viscous, wet yeah, gross crud. And just, and it's always leaking from their mouths.
0: And now oh, they're is. like breathing this sort of like dry ice. Like they have like,
1: yeah, you smoke see coming out of it. Like,
0: yeah, it's weird. Although I will say, m- probably one of my favorite things about this movie is it's finally reached that zenith of what I wanted Aliens to be like. Not like the movie, but just the whole franchise in general. is like It's Space Jurassic Park, where yeah. you have these extremely intelligent, extremely dangerous creatures loose in a ship, and the crew is trying to get the fuck out of there yeah, while they're getting picked off. And unlike Aliens, it seems like the crew doesn't want to kill them as much because they figure out very, very quickly that if you shoot them, it's acid blood. Not only can hurt you, but it will jeopardize the integrity of the hull. Yeah. Um, But it does have a lot of, I mean, as soon as they break out, you have a solid 20 to 25 minutes of um, just, you know, aliens killing shit, which is fun. And even after that, when they're trying to escape, you know, they have that whole scene underwater when they're trying to get through and you have the aliens swimming. (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh! That's I think when I really liked the CGI because they were just little hams in the water. They move
0: well because they move very quickly. I mean, yeah. they they are the biologically perfect predator, So they have an aerodynamic body. Their their tail acted like a fin, mm-hmm. so it, it it moved them very quickly. They don't really need to breathe, so it doesn't matter that they can't. You know, they're underwater. Um, and I don't know. I the aliens just seemed like more fun in this movie. They well, they, they were the stars I, of the movie along with weird Ellen Ripley.
1: <laughs> and Brad Dorff being himself. Well, earlier when
0: you were like, so he's dead, right? I'm like, no, no, it's worse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think the fun of the aliens this time around also has to do with a little bit more of the, I think there's a little more comical nature to some of their kills it's, it's this time. It's pretty goofy. The but
0: movie's like, kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> it some fun little bits? Like, when Brad Dorff almost dies that first time, it just, a hand pops up and grabs him by the face and pulls him through a grate. Oh, it does! It's so
0: fun. <laughs> well, even then, when they had, before they had that scene, so like the when I say the movies like Space Jurassic Park, it's more because the setting is very Jurassic Park, which I'll get back to in a second. because I do want to talk about it, but also the aliens themselves behave and kind of move like Velociraptors. They, they're, they're like time. now that there's more of them and they show them communicating. Yeah. Um. especially in that scene, because they have them all locked, for some reason, two to, or three to they a have pod. They locked in a which room. Which is a dumb idea. <laughs> so, like, they realize, like, oh, well, our blood can, can get, get out. Shit. So they all just kind of screech at each other, and then they kill one of them, and then they, like, rip it apart so that its blood bores a hole through it, and then they mm-hmm. escape. Yeah. And it's just, like... I don't know. I, I just... They seem kind of less threatening when they start kind like when they're smarter, quote unquote like intelligent because mm-hmm. they start behaving like people. Yeah, and they're yeah. just like
1: it's goof. <laughs> I also think it gets a little less frightening when there's more of them because there is a little bit more variety once you add more of them in there. Because in the first aliens, we wouldn't see one tearing apart another
0: one. No, well, and they also behaved more like animals mm-hmm. in in a very um, in a, a no pun intended in alien environments. Like, where they are, you know, thrown into this whole... Like, because they don't know what people are... Like, we talked about where, like, it immediately is like, all right, what the fuck is this whole place? And then it immediately adapts perfectly. In this case... It's, it adapts to the. It just, it just wants. I think or... it more just wants to kill the crew because they're like, they were mean to us. <laughs> yeah, like, the
1: first thing one of them experiences is door free. Trying yeah, because they're like,
0: no, 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 we can control them this time. Like, believe me, we can. Ripley's like, sure. Right? Like, not even ironically. she's pretty much just goes, you guys are all going to die. And they're like, no, we're smart. And she's like, yeah. What are you going to do? Train it? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, and I love it at one point, someone turns to Ripley and is like, so you've dealt with this before, how'd you get out? And she just went, I died. I died. And then they have a cut line, which I really wish they had kept, that was just, I was hoping for something better than that. That that, That's the Joss Whedon in that. Which we probably should mention, Joss
0: Whedon wrote this movie, which is interesting because you said that he kind of was throwing a couple of curveballs, where originally he was supposed to write it as a... Instead of Ripley, it was going to be Newt, who's a little girl from Aliens, was mm-hmm. going to be the cloned thing. And then they scratched that idea and were because like, they now... Because got Sigourney Weaver back. Yeah. Well, and then it was not only that, but then he's like, well, I'm going to write... Because he's Josh Whedon, he's going to write what he knows, which is tongue-in-cheek dialogue and playing mm-hmm. it non-seriously. And in this case, the goofy French director was playing it straight, except... For the times, he wasn't. So I feel like they just were always right off of each other. Like, Joss Whedon's writing, like, a funny scene. like, mm-hmm. when that whole scene with that guy that they find who hasn't been chest yet, and, like, she yeah. goes, you're gonna die. Goes, it's what? like, I think that scene's supposed to be funny, but, like, they played it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when that whole basketball scene... Which I want to get into. Which she did. Practically. Wait, she did that backwards through? She How many goddamn takes? She oh my the God. first take. That's absurd. stupid. And they weren't even stupid. filming. So the Son of takes, a bitch. The <laughs> multiple
1: takes weren't for her. It was for the shot. And she got it every time.
0: Okay, so we're going to back up a bit. I want to talk about this stupid fucking scene. Which actually, I was, I was called detention. So the other day... Um, I was on uh, that Wizard of the Bruiser Facebook group, and someone mm-hmm. mentioned Alien Resurrection. I was like, yo, we're actually about to cover this, you know? And the scene they put up was this basketball scene. So I rewatched it because I was like, I don't remember this scene. And it's just weird. It's a weird scene that I feel like Joss Whedon either didn't write or just kind of was like, Ripley is intimidating for two pages Mm -hmm. and the French director was like, I'm going to make this scene like the fun scene. It's like, they always are just off the beat. So, okay. (laughs) So Ripley has been kind of sequestered and she's been experimented on and they've been kind of like testing her intelligence and all these things. So Mm -hmm. they've realized that she's extremely strong. She's got like fast reflexes, all this fun shit. Um, And then this space pirate crew is there and they're just kind of hanging out because they're waiting to get paid, I believe. So they walk into the, you know, rec hall and Ripley's just there playing basketball. And Ron Perlman walks up and he's like, yo, yo, like, let's, you know, let's, let's play ball. And she's just like Michael Jordan ball handling around him to the point, I don't even remember how it starts, but she starts a fight. I don't remember who started the fight, but like... Someone, um She like palms the ball. Well well she oh God, I can't remember what happened first, but she like you No, know, she grabs Ron and like throws him across her for some That's reason. That's right. And then like his lieutenant throws a basketball at her first of all, which is not gonna hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like winter soldier catches it, like <laughs> like he's is... like the shield of winter soldier. And then the other dude comes up with like a Uh, like a big barbell and like hits her in the face with it and she just is not phased and then just takes it from him and then they just kind of are like hey break it up break it up and then she just goes out to leave tosses the basketball behind her head and it like nothing but net makes it so i'm like okay either they took a thousand takes to shoot that or that was digital.
1: <laughs> it was real. She did three weeks of basketball training before filming. She was also in a Broadway show right before. Wait, filming, really? So I don't know how any of this. What Broadway
0: out. show was she in?
1: That's a great question.
0: Oh my god, we gotta find that. <laughs> I mean, the basketball training I could totally see because, like, that all the ball handling stuff—that that was her doing it. So, like, that mm-hmm. I get that. Um, I forgot about this note. Captain sounds like Bernie Sanders. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, like that, that—the really
0: weird general it. who's like in charge of the whole crew, who's got the weirdest like hairy shoulders, which was very gross because uh, I was not expecting idea. it. But he's got a weird like Bernie Sanders kind of New Jersey way of speaking. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird. I it, it freaked me out enough that I had to write it down. <laughs> um. So while you're looking for that, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the setting, which I think is is a really strong suit of the movie. So, like, the last three movies, they've had this very, like, lived-in sort of, um, you know, future, but, like, not extremely technologically, you know, surpassing human understanding type future. So, like, everything was lived in. All the technology was what they had at their disposal in the 70s, and they wanted to keep that aesthetic. Now, so, like, that's what, you know, it was, like, 90 to 100 years in the future already and now that it's 200 years beyond that it's like the future's future you know what i mean like the setting is a lot more um reminiscent of like the matrix like i reminded it was like a lot of the scenes in the like freighter or the cargo bay were very matrix like in that it was all very technologically like superior and, like, these were, like, just the raw machinery. What's she in, Danny? So, in
1: 1996, shortly before filming Alien Resurrection, um, Sigourney Weaver was on Broadway in a show called Sex and Longing. Damn. And here's the little synopsis, because this is what surprised me. Okay. Brief uh,
0: brief <laughs> outside to talk about Sigourney Weaver on Broadway.
1: Infomaniac Lulu and her gay roommate Justin have just published a coffee table book detailing their many sexual encounters getting them into hot water with a moralistic senator's wife and minister in Christopher Durang's comedy. She was Lulu, obviously. So does
0: she sh- show <laughs> her breasts or something? Like, I have what's no going idea on? what happened. <laughs> okay. But this was
1: 1996 Sigourney Weaver right before this movie.
0: Well, and as we know, Sigourney Weaver is, like, super down with, like, having fun and doing stuff. Oh,
1: absolutely. So,
0: I mean, good for her that she was able to be on Broadway. Yeah. And had to be like, ugh. Oh, I gotta stop my fun sex show to be an alien four. Like I don't wanna be in it. Like and then they were that's like, so Mind funny me? and she said, Fine. Well even then it's like she was more just like fine I guess. Like I wanna do more fun type stuff. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna take this seriously. Like I don't wanna take this seriously. Um but I guess one real quick last thing about the setting is that it's um it's the first time that this movie feels like the future.
1: You know that's what I mean? so true. Like,
0: that's what I think is cool, is that they found a way to make it the future's future. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, the technology seems a little bit more at a more, you know, higher tier of, like, you know, advancements. It doesn't seem like this is the same tech they've been using for, like, 150 years. Like, yeah. this all seems, like, older, but more cutting edge than the stuff that she was used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the androids in it are a more advanced. I mean, they have been getting more and more advanced as she's Every gone time. because she's been taking long breaks between, you know, in cryo, in cryo or, whatnot, sleeper, or being, dead. being dead. So, you know, you have all of these advancements in technology that she's missing, but it's not a huge deal. And in this case, it's only changing the setting and it looks very aesthetically cool.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And it reminded me of Jurassic Park because Jurassic Park kind of tries to do that, like, semi-realistic type future technology, mm-hmm. um, but all of its settings are... Re- like, there's like in this movie, there's a lot of, like, smoke, there's a lot of, like, exhaust, you know, yeah. being pumped, there's a lot of, like, dark hallways, like, it's like Alien, but in the future. It's, <laughs> a, it's a weird thing to explain, like, without having seen Alien and this last movie... Um, But I don't know. It's it just kind of an interesting vibe. Yeah. And the the movie around it kind of it fits with it. Like it doesn't feel like it could be in the same universe as Alien or Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it for all sense of purposes, it's not because it's centuries in the future. Yes. Yeah, which is why I will I will say you know it's okay that this movie doesn't feel at all like the other ones mm-hmm. because it's not really. It's not supposed really trying to. to. Yeah. Yeah. No, You know, you haven't seen it yet, but it also reminded me a lot of Jason X. (laughs) And just that, like, the people of the future feel real enough, but they, they just are in this completely different frame of mind and, like... Even the spaceship looks kind of the same. I, I, when did Jason X come out? Like also, 2001. Like, okay, so a couple of so years... So a couple years after. Well, even... And Kevin said, like, The Matrix came out in 99, so, like... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, if you were making movies up in the future, like, about the future, yeah. in the late 90s, early 2000s, that was the aesthetic. And I think all those movies are also... No, Matrix is Warner Brothers. And, um... Yeah. Jason X, at that point, was New Line Cinema. <sighs> New Line. Oh, my God. Um, so I have a couple last notes, just about the last maybe half hour and how gross it is.
1: Before we get to that, (laughs) I want to talk about all this underwater scenes. Oh, okay, go for it. they were a shit show to film. Because Ron Perlman almost died filming one of them. Jesus. Because he was getting up out of the tank and he hit his head on a sprinkler so he got knocked out and they had to send crew members in after him. Um... (laughs) This was the first time Winona Ryder was in water since she almost drowned when she was 12. Yeah, she's,
0: like, apparently, like, of this huge, like, hydrophobia. Like, yeah. won't swim, like, at all. Like, hates well, water.
1: Like, I would freak out if I almost died before in water, too. I wouldn't want to film anything in it. No. Well, and they also added milk to yeah. their water. Which, because... once you
0: said that, I could totally see. I saw it, Because yeah. it's, like, a weird light bluish color.
1: It's because for some reason water didn't look enough like water for them so they added milk to make it look more like coolant question mark
0: I mean I get that because cooling liquid is is not really water yes. it's a bunch of chemicals um so but I mean all they really could have done is just use that weird stuff that they put in like the lakes at mini golf courses and just been like That's this it. looks gross but then it probably would have been too dark and yeah probably poisonous <laughs>
1: But yeah, so the water scene and keep in mind this is all for a water scene that takes maybe 3 4 minutes. I mean,
0: it's a pretty extensive sequence and like clearly took several days yeah. to film. Um not even including <laughs> the whole like after bit where they're like where they're going to the get out of the water and then there's they it's. can't be there and I'm like they're like okay, we got to fucking have more water shots. Um, it's that whole scene that, that uh, you were talking about that Ron Perlman, like, cut open his knees for when he did that yeah. weird stunt. Yeah,
1: he was doing his own stunts, and he went home after shooting one day. He got in the shower the next morning, and he saw that he had, like, cut the shit out of his knees. I mean,
0: and I, kudos to him, because it's a pretty cool look. Like, it's a great shot. He's on, a, like, higher up on a ladder than a guy carrying the the paralyzed guy on his mm-hmm. back. And the paralyzed guy is holding on so he can't shoot the thing. His buddy, I think, is incapacitated. So Ron Perlman, like, puts his legs through the bar. And then, like, swings down and, like, blows the alien apart. Which is awesome, but, like, it definitely was, like, a metal, rusty, gross ladder Mm -hmm. that just cut right through him. And also, that's also right before he gets to the top, gets scared from a spider... And then shoots the spider, and it's just a weird three second, like (laughs) shots, and it just—it's just a weird. I don't know why they did it. It's a
1: weird choice, cause like it gets.
0: I just—is it supposed to show he's like trigger happy? Maybe, but like who cares? He just shot an alien. Yeah. I I don't know. It feels like it would belong earlier on, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's, it's made, kind of fun, I though. made a note about it, Ron Perlman shooting a spider. And I'm just like, I don't know, if I don't dislike it. I just think it's a weird point. Yeah. <laughs> there's a couple, actually, there's several scenes like that where I'm just kind of like, okay. Like, I don't hate it, but I'm just kind of like, that's a weird choice. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I mean, it's doesn't do anything to like... Yeah, like that whole bit where... Um, Ripley is just kind of laying there and Winona Ryder shows up and is like, you're Ellen Ripley. And she's just like, what, are you going to kill me or something? I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? I, I And mean, Also,
1: that scene where she's getting, like, carried by an alien that's oddly lit.
0: I'm glad that you said that because now we're going to transition into that whole fucking cluster. Okay. So... <sighs> So the alien queen that is DNA tied to Ripley Mm -hmm. has been in the cargo hold, pregnant this whole time, and uh, because it shares her DNA, for some reason it has a more human-like reproductive system. So it's been birthing this thing. Um, I don't even—they didn't really explain like how it because. Brad Dorif is there for some reason with a couple of yeah, other people. Yeah, he's still alive. So like, but, like, they're not using them as, like, chestburster fodder. He's just there. They're, they're just deposit. there. And he even mentions, like, there's no, like, insemination. There's no egg. There's no host. There's no nothing. It's just her birthing something. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't like that. So Ripley's there and has had to pass through this, like, weird orgiatic clump of alien. It's very wet. It's very gross. Um, don't like it. And then the thing gives (laughs) birth to, uh, um, pug looking alien hybrid. Yeah. It looks a lot like pumpkin head, um, from the pumpkin head movies. But for those of people that don't know that it's got a weird pug like face, like the xenomorphs thus far have not had any eyes or nose. They just had a mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got a mouth. It's got a weird pug like nose. It's got very. It's got. It's got eyes, which is creepy because unless there is light, it doesn't look like it has eyes. Mm -hmm. And then when it's in the light, you kind of wish it wasn't in the light because it's got these like it's supposed to be cute, but it's like even grosser looking, like these like big like wet. Dark eyes, like are supposed to be kind of cute. I'm like, no, it's kill it, please. Kind of
1: creepy pasta, like, like artwork. It, it, for no, you're
0: absolutely right because the, it, it because it's it's a perfect genetic splice between a xenomorph and a human, specifically Ripley because it also has tits. Not yeah. like, I mean, you can't like really see them, but like once you see like a little bit of a wider shot, you can see like little weird fleshy sacks on it stretching like. Does it have? Tits? And it's got a gut too. Yeah, it's got like it's 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 on the big like um, uh, I'm like doing this with my yeah. legs. It's got like the weird alien legs. Um, mm-hmm. it's got that tail, but like it's not like a a weird. Uh,
1: it's not skinny and muscles. Like I really want someone universe.
0: to Google how this looks so that we don't have to sound like more idiots trying to explain what this thing looks like. All that you need to know is that it's gross looking. Yeah. Um, and as soon as Ripley sees it, it kind of like does the are you my mother thing. And then she gets the fuck out of yes, there. Please. And it's like, we get to get the hell off this ship. Because this ship is on a collision course with Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to blow up in the atmosphere. So she books it. They are in the space pirates, like little freighter that they got there with. They're trying to get the hell out of there. Um, you know, obviously because it's an alien movie, the thing stows away. Of course. You have to watch in horrible, painstaking detail as it gets sucked out of, like, a little, like, a quarter-sized hole in the window, in the in the airlock. So, it, it's, like, kind of sounds like a human when it screams. It does. And, like, you're supposed to feel bad for it, but I'm like, just get rid of it, please. I, want I don't smoke. want to look at it anymore. It's like a
1: human skull.
0: I, uh, it's, it's just a weird I thing. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so <laughs> gross looking, but um, I would say that that in conjunction with how the xenomorphs look, because uh, not the xenomorphs aren't all CGI. A lot of them, I'm sure, are, are still, still practical. practical yeah. and they look yeah. awesome. They look. They great. they have definitely improved on the design f- back from the 70s uh, and even in the 80s with Aliens. Yes. Um, they're still very obviously dudes in suits. Now, I mean, even if they are still dudes in suits, they look more like an alien. Mm-hmm. And you can see more of them. They are comfortable showing their movements more, even if they're in CGI. Yeah. Um, I think that it's... If you are wanting to see the Xenomorphs do stuff, watch this movie. Yeah. Like,
1: you'll see... Pl- it, I mean,
0: play. it's a weird, kind of a weird, goofy ride that, I mean... If you just don't take it very seriously, it's quite fun. Oh, yeah. And you get a lot of cool alien kills
1: out of it. There are some very interesting ones. Like when it uses the freeze against a human after it learned that it can hurt it. It was
0: just. I could just. If it could smirk, it definitely would have been smirking. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no! The scene I was thinking of (laughs) earlier that's also just kind of weird is after they've killed a xenomorph. Um. And, you know, Ripley's kind of hooked up with the whole crew. She's talking to an owner Rider, and then reaches into the dead alien's mouth, oh, yeah. rips out its proboscis, like its second tongue-mouth thing. It's like a weird floppy, like, foot-long, just gross thing. And she goes... Souvenir, and gives it to her, and then she just like looks at it, throws it away. they like, what the fuck? And is there's that a callback to it later
1: when she's yelling at Ron. Ron Perlman's yelling at her. She grabs his tongue and goes and turns to Winona and asks, "You want another souvenir?" Like, what <laughs> the? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's such a weird choice. Like,
1: uh...
0: like, and I don't think any of these things are negatives. They're just they're just weird, weird. occurrences <laughs> that I'm like. They played this straight, and that's fucking weird. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I even turned to you when it was over. I'm like, I didn't hate it, but it also, like, didn't suck. Like, I wasn't going into this being like, oh, yeah, fuck this movie up. It sucks. I was like, it's not terrible, but it's not, like, amazing. It's in a weird, like, separate category. Yeah. Like... Most Nicolas Cage movies are in there. You're just oh, kind of yeah. like, I liked it. Yeah. I don't know why I liked it, but, but I it liked it. I fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're done with Aliens, because it does get a little repetitive talking about the same sort of thing, and just, mm-hmm. in this case, I was glad that it felt like a completely fresh movie to talk about. It did. Like, Aliens and Alien 3, I'm like, eh, there's differences, but... They're still very alien. This movie did not feel like alien or any of its other movies whatsoever. At all. I mean, even Ripley is not playing it like yeah, Ripley. It's not She's, Ripley anymore. I mean, and it's kind of great that they kinda wrote in an excuse for why uh, Sigourney uh Sigo was probably phoning it in. She, mm-hmm. they're like, Listen, we're just not gonna we're gonna make her character be like she doesn't care. Yeah. So that when she inevitably doesn't care, it will work. Oh, right. <laughs> so that's genius writing <laughs> on their part. Okay, um, I guess that concludes Alien. Yeah. Um, The first run of our action horror I feel like we've been fucking covering Alien for a month. I mean, we have been. We have. But, like, uh, God, we did this back in December we started it, right?
1: Yeah, it was before
0: the break. I mean, we even took a break before Aliens through the Ghostbusters episode. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully Underworld and Resident Evil will follow a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, I feel like there'll be less to talk about. Yeah. Um, Particularly in our next series, we're going to be finally covering Resident Evil. Woo-hoo. Um, And kind of like with Alien, we're going to have some bonus content going along with really it.
1: Really hope that game is better.
0: Uh, Well, yeah. I actually f- figured that not only... So, okay, so w- we're planning on doing a couple... Because Resident Evil, if you don't know, is based on a very popular game franchise. Yes. Um And... You know, it has been for for decades, and I would want. I feel like it wouldn't be fair to cover any of our memes that uh, at least addressing the other parts. Like when we talk, talk about the crow, we're going to talk about the comic book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured that. I mean, you picked up a.
1: I have Resident Evil Four. Okay. Now the remaster. I mean, game. I
0: don't know anything very much about. The... There's a bunch of games, and they have their own very complicated story. And yeah. I mean, the movies have a complicated that story, so we're not gonna try to solve both of them. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured that, I mean, in the horror world, I mean, I feel like these movies are more action movies, and the games are kind of more action-y type zombie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could give the demo for Biohazard a shot, yeah. Because I remember playing that when I was in high school, and it terrified the shit out of me. Um We could also maybe do a, a playthrough of the demo for this new game as well, because that's, right. that's all that's out right now. Mm-hmm. And I know both of those are a lot more survival horror, um, as opposed to the franchise being more of a... I mean, it's all survival horror, but I mean, it's more shooter, zombie type, yeah, third-person shooter. So I feel like those would be kind of fun, especially because they're only demos they're not full-ass games. Mm-hmm. And they're probably not going to be as hard as Alien Isolation. <laughs> I... I...
1: Hope and I pray. So,
0: so we're so I think we'll take a bit of a break, maybe halfway through the franchise to do those game episodes. Yeah. Um, we might do them all as one episode. We might edit everything together, or we might do you know four on one. We might do Biohazard on another one and do the the demo for the new game in another one. So we'll keep it going a while. Anytime that we just can't really watch the movie, we'll just do a game episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that being said, I feel like maybe we will cover this a little bit differently than we did with Alien, just because... Listen, the Resident Evil movies are not art. Um, some would say they're quite bad, but I feel that if we can watch through all of them, if they feel, if we feel that there's not as much individually, that you can get out of these movies, we might just cover it as a broad franchise, with the exception of the last movie, because I do want to extensively cover that one, because it fucking rules. Hell yeah. Because I saw that one first, Mm -hmm. when I was still working at the theater, and uh, it made me want to buy all the other movies and watch them. And went, oh, the last one was definitely the best. But it's not to say that the other ones were terrible. So I will leave you with that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so follow our instagram at the underscore square horror podcasts.
1: you can reach our, us via our email at square horror podcast at gmail.com
0: and um stay spooky yeah